Thank you for joining us today for our newest episode of Plugged In, a podcast of the environmental law firm of Manco, Gold, Catcher, and Fox. Today, I'm pleased to welcome the newest member of the MGKF team, Rich Williams. In Rich's prior life, he served as Chief Counsel Environmental Remediation and Real Estate for Ashland, Inc., based in Delaware. And after more than 30 years of corporate practice, he agreed to dip his toe into private practice and join the firm. Rich, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. Um, So uh, this episode is going to be a little bit different than the ones that we've had previously, which have really focused on sort of very specific issues. We talked about PFAS. We've talked about climate change developments in New York. We did a nice episode on Tosca. But but I wanted to have you here today to talk about an issue that's a bit more cross-cutting, and that is ADR, which is something we just see a lot in environmental practice. And I know, based upon your own experiences at Ashland, you have you had significant responsibility for environmental dispute resolution matters, and, and I thought it'd be really helpful for our audience to hear from your perspective today on kind of what ADR is and how it can be helpful um, for environmental practitioners and some of the pros and cons of, of this uh, type of dispute resolution. So with that, I'm going to start with the basics. Um, can you? Uh, here we have another acronym, right, in the world of environmental law, though I guess this one isn't limited to environmental law. What rich is ADR? It's alternative dispute resolution, and it's basically another path, a non-judicial route to resolve disputes between parties. Okay. And, you know, I know in my own practice, I deal with ADR in, in multiple different settings, and it comes up a lot in environmental disputes. Can you just touch a little bit on sort of the types of disputes that maybe you yourself have been involved in or where you think um, ADR can serve a role? Sure, I'd be glad to. But but first, there are two major types. One is mediation and one is arbitration. And the, the, the mediation is facilitation of res- resolving a dispute. So the, the, the neutral does not make a decision, whereas arbitration, the neutral makes a decision for the parties and really substitutes for a judge. The mediator tries to um, get the parties together. But the, the types of situations in which ADR has played a role in in my environmental practice have included contract interpretation issues about responsibility for work, um, for when things are done, you know, when is the party, when has remediation been completed, is, has, what is sufficient response to a non-compliance issue, issue, things like that. It, and I alluded to cost allocation, that doesn't always have to come up in the context of an agreement. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it also, the costs, say, of remediation among parties at a PRP site, at a Superfund site, can be subject to some sort of ADR process in lieu of going to court, which is extremely expensive and and time-consuming. And, and also can be used when parties are jointly trying to make decisions about remediation uh, in particular, or any other type of technical solution, sometimes it's used to resolve those disputes where it's not as important, you know, for somebody to win. It's important for there to be a decision and move on. Okay, great. So I can tell you, I, I was thinking about this podcast last week because I had an agreement I was negotiating uh, that had a standard provision in it that if there's a dispute, the parties resort to federal court in in whatever state we were in, and one of the parties responded and said, "Nope." Uh, Binding arbitration, that's all my client will agree to. And it caused me to think, what are the pros and cons of that? 
So can you speak a little bit, and I don't want you necessarily limiting yourself to binding arbitration. As you noted, there's different types of dispute resolution, but can you just speak a little bit to that for our audience? What are the pros and cons of an ADR-type process as opposed to just hauling off and going to court and seeing it through with an Article III judge? Okay. Well, for mediation, the only negative potentially is that it might take a little bit of time before you get to a judge if, if that's the next step. But if you go to arbitration... Um, it has the potential to be faster and cheaper and not as uh, not as consuming of environment of internal resources I mean you know if you have a vice president who has to spend time in a trial that's you know really can be a problem for a corporation um, it may give the companies more the parties more control over their fate to some extent um, there are disadvantages because if it's not framed properly, it may not actually have those savings. And, and I've been involved in ADR proceedings that were not framed, were not there weren't guidelines around how they would be conducted, and it ended up being, you know, almost as expensive or almost as time-consuming um, as the uh, a court proceeding. One other disadvantage is if. Again, if you don't frame it properly and get the proper type of decision, and this goes a little bit into how you would draft an ADR provision, um, there, an arbitration decision essentially is is unappealable. I mean, you technically can appeal them, but the standard of review is very, very difficult to overcome. So, you know, you have to be willing to put your fate in the arbitrator's hand. So that, it, that suggests that there are certain matters that are good for that kind of quicker, quicker final decision where you just can't drag it out and other types of decisions you just might not want to do that. Okay. So I want to pick up, I, I appreciate your comment about the need to sort of spend the time to frame the process. And, and if you don't spend the time on the front end, the benefits of, of arbitration may be lost because you're going to spend the same amount of money, if not more, arbitrating as opposed to just litigating. So so with that sort of concept or, or potential risk in mind, are there ways that if a party wants to pursue or if counsel wants to recommend to a client that they pursue arbitration, for example, how they can actually make that work in an environmental dispute? Sort of what are the, what are the tips to, if you decide that, yes, you want to embark on ADR, what's the best way to do it so that you're actually realizing those advantages and avoiding the disadvantages? Well, you essentially have to create your own rules of civil procedure. Okay. Um, it, that sounds it, like an undertaking. Well, but it's not because there are, you know, people have done this before, so you can kind of adopt the process that other people have done. You can also look to rules of various organizations like the American Arbitration Association. Um, they have standard rules which which kind of spell out um, what um, – the parties can and cannot do. But I think primarily you have to think about what the potential disputes are and think about how much information is already known to the parties, how much the, the biggest time and expense in my experience overseeing litigation is discovery and motion practice. Mm -hmm. And so you look to that and say, okay, how much of that's really needed? If neither party has much information and you're going to need a lot of information, um, setting some kinds of guidelines, you know, sort of similar to the Federal Rules of Civil Procedures, limits on, on what parties can do and, and imposing time frames. But, you know, if it's really like that, 
um, it may be best to do information exchange before you actually engage in a, in a, a dispute resolution process. Okay. Um, and now I want to go back to your point about how you could technically appeal a, an arbitrator's judgment or award, but, but the standard is challenging. So to me, that suggests that you need to pick your arbitrator carefully. So, so do you have any sort of comments on that? I mean, I've seen different approaches. You have a panel of judge or of arbitrators. You have one arbitrator. Sometimes I've seen, you know, it says the arbitrator will be decided in the future. Other times I've seen parties attempt to actually select the arbitrator at the time of negotiating the process and the agreement. Any thoughts you have on that? Well, in addition to the thoughts you had is to think about that. Um, if you don't select the arbitrator, or particularly arbitrator, but also mediator in advance, then you need to spell out what their qualifications are. And, and my own experience is that that professional will be much more effective if they have experience in the area that is the subject of dispute. Mm. So bringing a personal injury lawyer in on a complex environmental uh, dispute is not going to be as effective as bringing in a professional who understands the position of the parties and the issues that they're addressing. So I think that's that's really important. You need something to break the tie. There are a number of me individual mechanisms you can use an organization. I mean, a tie as in if you can't agree on who right. the arbitrator or mediator is. Organizations can appoint or you can establish a process um, to essentially to, to determine that. Okay. Um, and our, our time is getting short, but I do want to ask you one other thing, and that's about confidentiality. What's typical here? I mean, do parties typically want an arbitration proceeding or to be confidential? Certainly mediation, I think that tends to be the case. But it seems to me as though that's another advantage over litigating in a court of law where, you know, you can go to a docket and read everything or you could appear in court and listen to argument. Um, so what are your thoughts on that component? Typically it is. And then also there's an usually a mediation or arbitration agreement among the parties and the, the, the ADR professional. And that will spell out not just the confidentiality of the proceeding, but also the obligations of that, of that uh, professional in terms of, of their obligation to maintain the confidence of the parties. And typically that does not waive attorney-client privilege or any other of those things so that it, it, it really, if it's a mediation, for example, um, is very much covered by the types of privileges that would cover any type of negotiation. So those cannot come back into court, and they mm. cannot be disclosed to a third party, assuming that the agreement um, provides that to be the case. Great. So I don't know where the 10 minutes went, and we only scratched the surface of ADR, but um, hopefully this was really helpful for those listening, particularly if you really haven't had experience drafting an ADR agreement or really thinking about process. Um, Rich, thanks so much for joining us today. And thank you all for listening to this episode of Plugged In. Please be sure to listen uh, to our next episode. And if you like what you heard, we hope you'll join and share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. You can visit our website at www.mangogold.com for additional news and alerts and to join our mailing list. Thanks so much. <laughs>